A reading from Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See today... I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull out, to destroy, to overthrow, and to build and to plant. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire, and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches this mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to enumerate innumerable angels in festive gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to, ju- and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse the one who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused the one who wanted them in heaven, how much less will we escape if we reject the one who warns from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us give thanks, by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For indeed our God is a consuming fire. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. 
She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame. The entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. With all of the kerfuffle and getting back into school schedules, I didn't have time this week to look it up. So you'll forgive me if I say it was either Annie Dillard or Annie Lamott who wrote about the fact that when we gather for worship on a Sunday morning, if we knew what we were doing, we would wear hard hats. And probably the state of California would have to put a warning label outside our doors. Because, as she wrote, we are playing, if you will, with spiritual dynamite. When Jesus is with the synagogue today, I have a hunch that the implication that Luke is giving us is that this woman was not a stranger. She was known by the community. She had been crippled for 18 years. Somewhere along the way, Jesus picked that up, and the crowds knew it. She was familiar, and her illness was so familiar that it became part of the picture, and everyone had gotten used to it, and so therefore nobody was interested in helping change it. We all have people like that in our families and in our communities, right? There are people we know, and we've gotten sort of used to whatever ails them, and so we acquire sort of spiritual blinders, and we go about our lives as though their ailment is part of the picture, is normal, is what we have to accept. But more than that, what was going on in the life of that synagogue is what goes on in the life of every organized community, and that is we get familiar with our rituals and our routines, and we forget, as Annie has pointed out to us, that we are playing with spiritual dynamite. When the prophet Jeremiah receives his call from God today, he responds in a way that is quite familiar to anyone who's read the tradition. He responds very much like Moses responds. 
When God first came to Moses and said, you will go to Pharaoh and you will proclaim freedom for my people, Moses sort of blinks and says, but God, I, I can't speak. And God and Moses go at it for a little while, back and forth, and finally God relents and says, okay, Aaron, your brother, will speak on your behalf, but you are still not off the hook. You are going to Pharaoh, and you are going to lead my people to freedom, whether you like it or not. It seems by the time we get to Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a little bit wiser. He knew the tradition, and he knew not to push back so hard. So he pushes back once, and then he relents. But Jeremiah is welcoming the word of God into his life, knowing that it is not going to be a fun ride. And in fact, if you know the story of the prophet Jeremiah, you know he's in for a heck of a bumpy ride. One point, he gets thrown down a cistern and left there for dead. But he is pulled out. God's promise is never forgotten, even though God, it seems, shows up late, regularly. God will always be with Jeremiah, no matter what happens. And Jeremiah is called to proclaim the truth to people who are in power and people who like the way things as they are, thank you very much, for good and for ill. So Jeremiah is going to be in trouble a lot, like all prophets get into when we are touched by the word of God, this is always our risk. We are welcoming spiritual dynamite into our lives. We might acquire new vision to see something that we've always seen as familiar and realize that it is time for its transformation. The blinders may come off all the ways that we are blinded to the needs and struggles of the world. We may see that crippled woman in our midst. She is always with us. She may be a person. She may be a reality. She may be like the things that we have grown used to in our community and never sought to change. She may be like the Amazon rainforest burning this day. Wherever we look, we will see the world with new eyes and we may become instruments of its transformation. That's the risk. Did you bring your heart back today? Did you bring your heart back? Jesus is scolding us gently today, reminding us that familiarity often leaves us in complacent spaces. But if we hear what is really going on in our liturgy and what we are doing when we approach this table, we are put into that same situation that Jeremiah finds himself, ready to proclaim and carry the word of God. Because that's what we are doing. We take it into ourselves, into religion. We call it the body and the blood because it is the life of God planted in us and not for us but for the world out there that is bent over and bearing an enormous burden as it has been for many long years. 
we are called to be instruments of its healing. The eyes, ears, and voice of Christ, and the hands ready to help and to heal. That is our calling as sisters and brothers. Spiritual dynamite for a world in need. Spiritual dynamite for a world that, as the author to the Hebrews tells us this day, is at the threshold of heaven itself. For we are about bringing in a new world, a new way of being. And that makes us dangerous, like that spiritual dynamite. Bring your hard hats. The world is about to change. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.